Hey there, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Best of Our Week. Both TK and I are on location, streaming from different places than we're used to streaming. And wouldn't you know it, StreamYard really messed up my microphone. Now, we tried to balance it out. It's not going to sound great until I make a few mic adjustments about five minutes into the show. I promise we're going to try not to blow out your ears. But just be aware, the beginning of this is a little rough while we're talking about Samsung, and then the show gets better. I promise you, it does get better. So, no more me rambling here. Let's get on to the nerd and the geekery. And uh, we can start bickering like, you know, good old tech people from across the world. Oh, my God. Okay, we are live. We are live. This is good. Okay, good, good, good. We're, we're both on location here. Um, uh, very remote locations. Both hotel rooms, uh, just different hotel rooms. I got, you know, I, I could show you Seoul if you want to be able to check out the whole city. It's right behind me. Hey, that's good. Um, excessive um, heat and all. We have a window there that overlooks rural New Mexico. So that's pretty, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, sorry. No, no. I just realized I was watching the uh, the show. I was painting on another panel. How so the doing? feedback, it we sounded uh, pretty decent, actually. Started, I mean, the feedback is starting. From what you were watching? Uh, I, they're probably so, doing a better job than we are right now. So that's I, I hope people can, can set us straight. They'll let us know if we're coming in either too hot or too cold or, or not even on point. But, you know... It is actually technically the first time we've done this, though. We've we've never been both on remote. Like it's always one of us, mm-hmm. and we're both doing different things. Obviously, there's you know different things kind of going on, but um, both getting a chance to play with some really nice and cool tech this week. So, I mean, yeah. very different perspectives. I don't even want to gild this, Lily. This is uh, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the best of our week, where two old guys rant and rail about the best tech that they use during their week. yeah. Um, I, I don't even really want to gild this lily. I kind of just want to get right into. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so obviously the biggest news going on this week is Unpacked. And Unpacked being in a very different location than it typically is. Samsung's always held their Unpacked either in San Francisco or in New York, you know, for the Fold for the Z series. And then this time they decided to actually go a little bit more to closer to home. So we are, I'm actually, I am in South Korea, in Seoul, South Korea, and we had unpacked a couple of nights ago. And of course, these brand new babies got announced, the brand new Z Flip 5, the Z Fold 5. We're able to talk about them now. Um, I mean, I didn't have hardware before, so it's not like I could have talked to them before. But essentially, uh, an unveiling of, uh, you know, some hardware that we've been expecting, a lot of rumors coming in. The bigger display being the biggest, uh, I would say, the biggest shining star in here is the fact that now we have a larger 3.4-inch yeah. display, we also have video output, which is a crazy thing that I actually did not I, – sorry, I knew of, but till I tested it out with my Rokit Air Max glasses, which I literally just dropped the uh, the short for that on the channel, is absolutely fantastic. It makes it so much more functional as a phone than what we've had before. And, of course, uh, we have the brand-new watches, the Watch 6 and Watch 6 Classic. Uh, they're still technically keeping – oh, sorry, no, this is the Tick Watch. I have my Watch 5 Pro. Um, they're keeping the 5 Pro around, actually, surprisingly, as the in-between between the 6 and the 6 Pro, or their 6 Classic, I, which I, is I nice. Am, I am just minutes through skimming all of the announcements. I actually really like that trend, where more yeah. companies are holding on to the gear from the year before. Slightly, yeah, keeping it going out. Yeah, yeah. No, no. And then I think... It, perfectly functional, good stuff. So you can it, It's a great watch. It a reduced price. Exactly. And it still runs where it's still running Wear OS. It's still running the same optimizations that they've had that they once they went over or away from Bixby. 
So this is, the functions are still there, and you still get some of the updates. Now, not all the sensors are there, but that's just obviously hardware generational upgrade. Yeah. And then the last thing, of course, is that the announcement of their brand new uh, the Tab series. Same thing that we have, we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. There's the Tab 9, the Tab 9 Plus, and the Tab 9 Ultra. Um, keeping them at the same perspective sizes, I don't think they changed the sizes. So still, the Ultra is the 14-inch Big Daddy of all. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, and, and so it's like a lot of that. I felt it, I, I, to jump in. And yeah, yeah, of course. You're there, and I'm just <laughs> making assumptions based on whatever the people are talking about right now. It's, it felt like to me this was a, a refining year because I Absolutely. think the industry, everybody was facing some challenges last year with you know different processors and manufacturing and thermals. That Samsung yeah. really, I feel, took the biggest step on the flip. And everything else kind of just like, I mean, obviously we're touching up some of the performance issues, but really the products are kind of the same. Is that kind of the feeling that you were getting for some of that? The the Fold 4 and the Fold 5, absolutely. I mean, I'll say this, that, yeah, you're right. It's minor upgrade specs, obviously generational upgrade. uh, And we didn't really go too far as far as the processor speed. If you really think about performance, we went from an 8 plus Gen 1 to an 8 Gen 2 Galaxy Edition. And it's mm-hmm. the same processor as in the S23. There is no, or at least we haven't heard of a plus generation for this year. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing I probably will say, which is also kind of across to the, both the devices, is they've eliminated the gap between their displays. That's the one thing that they used to basically get a lot of um, you know, feedback on is that there's a lot of dust, a lot of particles can get in between the displays, causing potential yeah. issues down the road. <laughs> this has been eliminated, and the devices are, for all intents and purposes, even with the new cases, very much flush. Like you cannot see through them. There is, mm-hmm. I'll say this, if you're holding a flashlight at the other end and you're looking at it, you'll see a, a glimpse of light, but it is no way, a glimmer of light, but it is no way the periscope view that you used to have through the fold right. or the flip. Um, but you're right. Yeah, the flip, I feel like this year has had the most improvements while maintaining the price. That was the weirdest part about it. It's like we got so much more. I mean, again, no gap. Uh, the updated, yeah. uh, you know, the, the design that we have on there, the HN2, all of that. But the, the external display and video out, which is a big thing. Now, there's no DeX. I'll, I'm sad to say there is no DeX support at this point. But video out means that I can <laughs> I can use my Rokits now on a flight what? using my Flip. Like, no who would want this stuff? It doesn't make sense, right? Like, why could you? Why should you be able to do this with the phone, <laughs> like a thousand dollar phone? Well, I, but, I, yeah. I feel like when, when it comes to uh, when it comes to the Z Flip, and someone tell me if my mic is still low. I, I, I like I get one comment with multiple exclamation points, and they're like, "Okay, let me know if it's still too low. If if I make too big of an adjustment, I'm going to blow out all of your ears." Um, but when it comes to the Z Flip, I believe we would all be in agreement that. Uh, People who are interested in flip-style phones owe a huge thank you to Motorola. So thank you, Motorola, for convincing Samsung to finally start iterating on some competitive design. That's my snarkiness for Samsung Unpacked. Yay, snarky! <laughs> no, no, I mean, the reality is, so okay. If we talk about comparisons between both of them, before the, between the full, the, sorry, the Flip and the Razor Plus, the display is. I mean, so I'll I'll say that both are commanding a large portion of the external panel that we're getting there, which is really nice. The the, the Razer still technically commands a bigger display at higher refresh rate. But at the end of the day, I mean, and and the implementation of allowing us to use external apps. So both are supposed to support that, to be able to run any app you want on the external cover. 
Sure. Samsung's requiring a, um, a module within GoodLock that hasn't been released yet. So we have the Labs tab that gives us a few apps like Maps, uh, Netflix, YouTube, and so on. But you don't have access to all of the apps. There is going to be a module in uh, GoodLock that will unlock all apps. And, of course, scaling is going to be up to the developers and then the companies uh, that are making the software. But in reality, they're both yeah, following the same uh, footstep, giving you a large display to do whatever you want and minimize the amount of times that you have to do that opening motion. Not that you don't need it. It just it makes it so that this, and I think you said this before, this becomes mm-hmm. your smartwatch, but yeah. in a more functional way. So you get the, the battery savings of the external display. It's a lower resolution, 60 hertz on this one, but it's even if it's 144 on the Moto, I don't think we ever run at 144. I've tested that one, and it typically runs at 90 frames per second. You're still, you know, again, saving battery as opposed to using the larger internal display. So I like that implementation, and, and Moto is definitely pushing. And we still have one more Moto that hasn't been launched yet, that other Razer, the standard Razer model, that will definitely be even less than the, that $1,000 mark that we're seeing right there. So it's really nice. Hopefully nice. this will help. Oh, yeah. Much. You're, you're coming in a little bit stronger as well. I, I, yeah, I asked you before we went on if I sounded okay, and you said I you sounded did. great. So basically everyone yeah. complaining about my mic, you need to blame TK because I can't hear me. I can't and hear if you me. Want, if you want me to be 150% louder, I can blow you all out. So I really want you all to question how you're giving me feedback about the volume of my microphone. Juan is in here. No, no, no. Um, no, I, we're not going to continue on. No, no, no. We're not going to continue on with the tech chat until someone says if this is acceptable. <laughs> Music to my ears, my friend. Okay, my then I guess we ears. can continue talking about this stuff. Well, <sighs> I love it because it's not like I'm doing this to you. I, if you, if you would like to give some feedback to StreamYard that we need better monitoring capabilities, I would love it if everybody could send emails to the services that we have access to to stream to you. So, um, uh, Z Flip looks like it's going to be an absolute monster performer this year. I feel like this is probably we're going to where we're going to see the biggest traction. Um, yeah, for the flip, bending, the flip side, I think. Oh. A lot of companies screens. are going to jump into it. Yeah, um, no, no, it, it's it's going to be one of those. But so, sure. so you, you know, we we've had some experience with Pixel Fold. You've had a mm-hmm. lot of experience with some of the other import foldables. Uh, you know, playing with them in North America. What was your feeling, kind of on the ground, as they were showing off Z Flip? Like the 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 refinement to the hinge, not seeing light through it as much. It's not quite so bent. You know, it's it's yeah, it's a little exactly. more flush. Is that is that the killer hook? Is it the aesthetic? Is that really what we were concerned about with the Z Flip? Or do you think that Samsung is going to be able to approach this foldables market with the fifth generation iteration on this and have people get like excited about it? Do you think this is going to be the time that folding tablets start to catch a little more traction? I think on the flip side, uh, the, the, flip, the flip portion of the conversation, I feel absolutely, I feel like this is where it's the it's the functions that we've been asking for for, for some time. There, they had a stand at the um, at, at an unpacked here where they were showing us the history of the flip. They went from the first generation that had no external display, and then mm-hmm. they've carried that nice little rectangular small sure. display on the back for quite some time, functional but just small, too small for us to do much with it. Now, using the implementation, and this is something that again I, I've come to enjoy on the Moto that we've seen this also on, on, on Samsung, it's changing the experience to 
making it more a form function experience. It's no longer hindered. Essentially, you're using this as a phone that literally has to be used like a standard, you know, glowing rectangle all the time. That is enough with the fact that they didn't raise the price. That's the other killer feature that they're doing. Um, unfortunately, I'm seeing also that they're they're slightly inflating their trading values again. They're going back to what they used to do in the past. They're trying, right? So, I mean, no, seriously, if you have a yeah. Z Flip Four for fifty bucks, you can get the Z Flip Five. Yep. From the fifty, from the four to the five, that generational upgrade, but, the but, bigger display. But yeah. while while we, I, I'm I'm with you. I think Flip is going to be kind of the big deal. What do you think mm-hmm. about Fold? I mean, I'm sitting with. So I've been traveling the throughout is, the Southwest with Pixel Fold. Uh, no, no. And it's, it literally, this is so dumb, but literally the orientation of the hinge is the major deciding factor to me. It's, it's not, do I have all the horsepower? It's not, do, do yeah. I have these kinds of cameras? It's literally, it opens in the book style that I want. And I'm happier holding this than I was. With I, the still, I still do the exact same thing. I open up the phone and I just switch it over to use it in the right orientation. Right. I think... Okay, so the Fold itself, I feel like it is purely a generational upgrade from the processing power, the new mechanism. It's going to be on the accessory side that they're trying to leverage it. Is it going to have as much of an impact as the Flip? I'm not sure. I think Z Fold 4 users and maybe Z Fold 3 users... Actually, no, I take that back. Z Fold 4 users won't go for the 5 because it's, for the most part, almost 90% of the same. I'll even say as much as the, the case for the Z Fold 4 fits the Z Fold 5. Minus the exception that they move the LED from the bottom to the side, <laughs> you lose the LED coverage, but it's the exact same size case. Even the Z Flip 5 fits yeah. in the Z Flip 4 case. It just, right. the 4 doesn't have the opening it's for the entire thing. It's just different enough for you to rebuy it's accessories. Just, exactly. Yeah. Um, but the Z Flip, I think the Z Flip, uh, Z Flip 3 and 2 generation, first, gen, first, second, and third generation will enjoy this upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like, yeah, it's kind of like a little bit of a toss-up. Should you buy a 4 or should you go to a 5? The, the differences are so minor. It's going to be in the processing. Same For the most part, well, the same sensors we're looking at and same display and uh, as far Z, as the resolution. Z Fold was an 8 Plus Gen 1, correct? It was an 8 Plus. That's what I'm saying. They're all... But, so, so it's, it's, it's close to minor... You could say, like, if you could get a good mm-hmm. deal on a Fold 4, that would be a Fold. very comparable buy. To the fold very much okay. very much uh, it will come down to and i'll say okay, i have never seen a case that is this thin this is the first party case from samsung nice that also includes <gasps> the s pen the s pen is in here and this is for me because of all of the cases i've used like here okay so example perfect here's the four right Mm-hmm. This is my four. It's a case. It's a really nice case. But for me to have the S Pen, I had to get a kickstand, a functional thing here to add it. And I have my <laughs> S Pen in here. Right. And then I have a kickstand. But look how much, like, I'm, I'm not saying this here. is, obviously, this is a regular, yeah, it's a it's yeah. a nice case. It's a rugged case. But it just takes a lot more space in my pocket when I'm traveling and I'm going things. And this just does everything I want. I get mm-hmm. the S Pen. And it is a redesigned, very slim S Pen. And it yeah. works beautifully. And I think that's where they're going to try to differentiate it. They're they're bringing Again, in more. I think we all owe a huge thank you to Motorola because that looks very much like the Edge Plus, Plus stylus case. from last year. <laughs> not not the yeah. case. The, the case is garbage. I, like now that I've lived with that Edge Plus case for a little while, the folding yeah. book thing, it's novel, mm-hmm. but like it doesn't 
it impacts too much functionality for things like wireless charging and setting it up is like a little anyway. Um, but the stylus itself is super, super thin. So I believe Samsung looking at that for their S Pen technology, again, it feels like this is all so reactionary to what Motorola has been kind of digging at their, like nipping at their heels. And it's finally kept paying off. And I think that's yeah. the big benefit. We're going to oh, benefit sure. from that because of these type of conversations. Um, and I hope that this will entice PCL to come back into the conversation as they were trying to about a couple of years ago with Chicago. Yeah. Because had that come out back then, I think we would have been in a much further conversation, part of its conversation than we are now. But it is absolutely exciting to see that competition and good competition between major companies in our in at least in our ecosystem or ecosphere are allowing us to get a better experience and I, seriously the ex, the video output on this has been a feature that i've been asking for even just mm-hmm. dex i've been wanting i always ask about dex and the way i found out about the video out was more of a question that i usually ask is like will we have dex on, on the z flip and their answer was no we won't have dex at this time but you know although we do have video output on the upgraded usb port so yeah Sony, sorry, not Sony. Xiaomi did this as well on their devices mm-hmm. with their flagship devices, as we saw. Finally, from video out, and now even the flip. And again, I don't know if it's just the software thing at this point for Dex, but they're keeping that as a somewhat of a barrier of entry, so that this still becomes more of the professional level experience with the fold, and the flip is more of an all-rounder general kind of usage. Uh, camera sensors, for the most part, stay the same. I think images, videos are all still really nice. The yeah. large display is absolutely functional, so you're not going to be disappointed. If you loved what the, the Razer Plus was bringing in, this is definitely meeting that expectation, uh, with the exception that I think still like Razer Plus still has ready for. So that's still yeah. somewhat of a leg up. If well, but you, if you love isn't doing this interesting, more. like we, we can't land our unicorn device because we've got one that's giving mm-hmm. us the desktop mode, but not cabled. And then we've yeah. got cabled video out, but it's not giving us the desktop mode. It's so funny to me that they're like taking baby steps to meet in the middle, but it's going to be like a whole other generation before we get yeah, like both what, in what, one. Yeah, what piece is more important for you to get that conversation? So, um, it's so it's still early, early days. I've had my device since Wednesday night, so I just literally about a solid, I'm full twenty four hours. This is the second. No, this so is basically my first you're morning. way behind yeah. on doing your final conclusive long term review. I'm in the, um, a few minutes left writing the final words onto that. I, it'll be it'll be up later. As soon as the podcast good, is over, before good, the I'm audio right. version comes out, I just the say full you know, will be some out. people care, and mm, you know, right. uh, just you know, it's about getting that hustle. That that I need, to, I need to pick it up. I need to pick it up. I don't know why I'm slugging it here <laughs> over in Korea. Um, but other than that, I think the the overall. So I didn't get a chance to. Okay, so I'll say that I got a chance to play around with the tab as well as the watches. The watches look fantastic. Sure. The classic, as usual, has that spinning crown. They brought back mm-hmm. the mechanical one. We have the software on everything else. Uh, still Google Play Store. Everything is in there. Uh, Bixby is the default uh, message. Uh, sorry, the default assistant. They, they don't. I didn't seem to be able to find an option to switch it to the assistant. Okay. Um, but the one thing that I'm still trying to figure out, and I'm hoping I understood this correctly, is that you're supposed to be able to now, with the new watches, once they're available, to switch them from one device to the other without having to reset them. Yeah. And that I really is want to see that re- as an update. Like, I really want to see that as a, as a like, I just want to see exactly that happen because it bucks the crap out of me. Like, why do I need to switch? Why do I need mm-hmm. to reset, lose all of my numbers, all of my information? I mean, if you didn't sync them up, but yeah. to me, this like, We've done baby steps in that function, but that's going to be one of those features I'm looking forward to seeing. 
And um, of course, lastly, the tabs, uh, large, beautiful, massively yeah. loud, uh, you know, uh, PC, <laughs> PC like experience. And I still think for me, the ability of running them with decks as a, mm-hmm. as the native UI has been the best feature that That's we haven't been able to. Yeah. yeah. It's they, they turn into a laptop so, with the keyboard. But yeah. this is, this is, I think the big test for Samsung where, Galaxy tabs have been my sort of default Android recommendation for years because mm-hmm. I don't think Android has been nice on big displays. But yeah. now we've got Lenovo, we've got OnePlus, and we've got the Pixel tablet kind of squeaking in under the the like the premium price of a Galaxy tab. And so if you're looking for a more iPad-like experience but running android we've got a couple of heavy hitters like 600 and below and and i think this is now the big test is does samsung keep the de facto recommendation you know if someone's telling me that they want a tablet to replace a computer dex i mean it's a no-brainer but i don't know that that's a huge part of the market and now you can get the google tablet from the company that makes android um, the Lenovo tablets have been screaming good deals. Yeah, the OnePlus happens. still manages to eke out kind of a performance victory thanks to that MediaTek. I think this is the most brutal year Samsung has faced since we've seen third-party companies making tablets, you know, since we got yeah, away from the a, Nexus 7. No, no, exactly, because we've had Honor, we've had Xiaomi carrying the torch, we've had TCL yeah. make a tablet... But you're right. The competition hasn't been as hot as it actually been. Like in the middle yeah. of this year, in 2023, we have a lot of competition, especially to the Tab S9. Um, maybe yes. not the Ultra because the Ultra and the Plus obviously oh, no, are no. commanding U- much Yes, spec. Ultra is going to yeah, exist somewhere else, but like in that yeah, price point, yeah. right at in S9. Tab S9. Yeah, you're like, should I? Do I really? So there's and a few it, things, obviously, that still I feel like as, we are. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, because I, I was going to agree with you, it's it's sort of in the wait-and-see territory. The way this year wraps up is yeah. going to be really interesting to see if these other companies can kind of... Because nothing's going to unseat Samsung. That's not what we're saying. Oh, OnePlus is going to sell more. That's not it at all. But if these tablets start chipping away at the mainstream, or I guess I should say the premium... The, the starter premium tier. Because it's exactly. not a mid-ranger. This is kind of expensive for a tablet, but it's not the most expensive. I know as techies, we overwhelmingly focus our coverage on the most exotic and the most expensive. But yeah. I bet you there were more S8s sold than S8 Plus or S8 Ultra. So that's where I feel Google and OnePlus have an opportunity to chip away at kind of that mainstream they're, idea. They're doing it in a very, their own unique way, which makes it even more enticing because you're not just getting a tablet that just says, look, this is a tablet, that's a tablet, look at it. No, Google's giving you that home, home uh, that Google Home experience with the tablet. OnePlus yeah. is trying to work into that laptop experience with their laptop dock, with the S, with the pen input that they have. There's, I see this is, it's really refreshing. And I will I will say that of all the ones that I've seen so far, with the with the fact that I've had a chance to play as well with the Google tablet, I feel like the OnePlus for me stands out the most as mm-hmm. the more fully functional, bundled up in one piece, yeah. and it doesn't break the bank type of a solution. And running a kick-ass MediaTek processor, which is also a big big move there. Uh, Google's providing us somewhat of a hybrid experience with their tablet, and I think you know obviously Samsung comes in with their yearly refresh. Yeah. I still I will say that I still find. 
um, it's a very fine line of for somebody that has the tab S8 Ultra, the tab S8 to go over to the S9, primarily because of the a lot of the functions are very similar. It, you're getting a generational upgrade with a processor, and of course, there's going to be better compute and stuff. So if you're using it as a PC more, then this may make sense if you yeah. need that extra boost. But yeah, it, again, we're getting into that generational upgrade. I feel like it's like a continuing theme going on with, for the most part, again, I'm not going to like sound like a broken record. I feel like the Z Flip 5 is going to just carry Samsung for the next you know, uh, 12 months or so until we see the <laughs> next generation. Because it, it's from a price point to function and the, with the amount of improvements that they've done, it's crazy how it exists at the same point. Like, I don't know if Samsung is purposely trying to lose money on this because yeah. they're trying to just keep it into the market with that price. But well, I feel like Moto had a big conversation here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, hey, it, can it, it, we again, go up where, yeah. We, we allow for other companies to compete if the major, if the focus on that is they're going to undercut Samsung. Um, yeah. But kind of like, because... In my brain, please tell me if I have this right. Tab S9 starts at eight hundred dollars. Seven ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for the Wi-Fi version, so eight hundred dollars. Oh yeah, 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 not the LT. Is yeah, it's just the Wi-Fi only, and I'm purposely picking that one because, like, where you start positioning a OnePlus tablet versus a Pixel tablet versus a Lenovo tablet, I'm sure. I mean, like, no question the Tab S9 is going to be sort of the best performer of all of the Android tablets launched this year. Will it be a good enough performer to unseat a Pixel or a OnePlus in that quasi $500 territory? And will it be so much better a performer? Because right now, I'm hooking all this up on my Robo Kala, which is on sale for $599 with a keyboard. And it runs Windows. And the reason why I'm on this and not an Android tablet is because I've got all of my wireless audio equipment hooked up to it with, you know, proper laptop grade accessories and I can move away from the webcam and I have the wireless Bluetooth keyboard cover that I can still interact with things if I need to walk to the other side of this room to get something. So that's heady that this setup that I'm on right now is $200 less than the Tab S9. And the Tab S9 is going to be a a slightly better performer, but it's not going to be so much more capable because of the limitations of its own operating system. And now we're into that. Man, I know so many people that can consider 500 for a nice tablet. I know fewer people this year, especially this year, that are going to look at 800 and go, yeah, that's what we're going to do. It's going to be a tougher justification. You have good options and you have solid performance, especially from companies that are known for their, what they're doing. And again, Google's bringing in their tablet UI. We're seeing some of those improvements. Again, some of that carries over even to the Pixel Fold, which I really yeah. love. It, it, again, like when you're using, sure. if you're in the ecosystem and you, you're using Pixel and tablet and, and, and all of that, you start seeing how they're like, oh, this is coming from here. This makes more sense to me. Like, yeah. I use this on this thing. You know, it, it's very cohesive. It's starting to, the story is becoming more refined. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. For first gen, the fold is definitely very nice. And there, surprisingly enough, between you and I and everybody, obviously, in the chat, um, <laughs> there is a lot of pixel folds at this event. I <laughs> so have many, to believe there that. There were yeah. so many pixel folds. I was like walking in. I was like, okay, great. I felt like, did I go to a pixel convention? I mean, I didn't have one, but I'm saying is like, I saw a lot of them. Um, I had my Fold 4. I was rocking that. I went and I was taking pictures and, and doing a lot of social stuff from it. 
it's still a performer. I, I'm not going to deny the fact mm-hmm. that the improvements that we saw last year with the 50 megapixel primary sensor brought the camera experience on the whole to, I would say, uh, it, what you'd expect of, a, of an average camera sure. performance. It's not flagship, but it's good enough to get you to what you need. Mm-hmm. I think the flip could have benefited from that, but I feel like this is, is a focus on the system of the cameras to be, you know, a 50 megapixel and all of that. It, this is truly meant for portability, pocketability, right. and now adding a little bit more functionality so that you don't have to kind of, like seriously, having the ability of just opening it up and swiping and going through, like, right, okay, so here, like you can launch almost every application you want, except right now these yeah. are the ones that I have. I can launch YouTube. Hold on. Can I go geek enough and see if we can do an inception here? Let me go to my subscription. Oh my god, yes. Hold on. Let me bring let me bring the audio down though. <laughs> oh. Can we do can we go geek? I'm gonna close this and there we are. There we are. Hey, so this is something we're showing ourselves. Yeah, this, and this this is me working on trying to bring the camera. Let me let it finish to catch up. Come on, catch up. We're there we go. Well, I feel like Samsung needs to work on their screen accuracy because the blue of my hat is too vibrant. So it's it a pretty much a fail for me, dog. Pretty much a fail one, for me. So one, for, you from go. my side, your your hat looks absolutely deep. Was that deep, deep blue? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but from no, my the, perspective, the, the sure. Jedi are bad. That's excellent oh. dialogue. So there. Oh. So, okay, so I, I just I just want to resp- reply to this one. Uh, JGJ is saying sure. you're forgetting about the impact of the Galaxy Tab A series. And I'm not forgetting about the Galaxy Tab A series. There is this pocket of tablets that exists mm-hmm. in the middle to the premium that basically... It's synonymous like Kleenex. You might as well just call it iPad, right? So, you know, from your just stock uh, iPad with an A-series chip through the new iPads with M-series chips, the majority of the consumer market understands Slate computer. It must be an iPad. And what we're talking about are people who might be interested in purchasing at the premium tier. But... This is the kind of competition that techies only accept. I mean, you can, they only allow other brands to compete by price. So OnePlus, there are a few little compromises against a Galaxy Tab, but it's significantly less expensive, and it's really close to that performance. Pixel Tablet, running a Tensor 2. It's not the newest next-gen Tensor that's going to be coming out this year. Significantly undercutting the price of a Galaxy Tab. So now we've got... Galaxy Tab is pushing higher up the iPad chain, but how do we get consumers dropping on them? But how do we get consumers interested in considering premium Android? And now in that middle sort of daily driver iPad range in that four like three ninety nine to six hundred dollar range, Samsung isn't really in that conversation at all. And you can't tell me that a Galaxy A series is going to replace the things that someone might do with a mid-spec to sort of middle there was no, upper tier. There was no talk of an A-series. So. That was an interesting part. I, I asked that question as well. I was well, like, they, are we they getting cycle, they, Yeah, they yeah. cycle those differently, though, and they, they kind of touch A-series when they need to, not the exact same precise, like, yearly I, iteration I, I on think, everything. I think like picking up a Tab S8 series right now on, on sale, if somebody, you know, especially on Swappo or something like that, would be an amazing deal. Like, the yeah. capturing some of that last generation, sure. still super powerful experience um but but i look at a galaxy tab a series is purely the kind of consumer video streaming kind of tablet where i don't even really recommend them much for gameplay in the same way that i used to talk about lg tablets and i currently talk about tcls they're not built for that and your lowest tier lenovo's 
you give them to someone and the experience is adequate and it's adequate between 199 and 299 and it's going to be great if the main thing that you do is check your email scroll through a little social media and stream some video and the second you want to do more than that you used to have to jump to an $800 Galaxy Tab. And now you have two extra steps in between where you can look at a Pixel tablet and a OnePlus tablet before you make the leap to $800. The, the no, no, I, I, and I think that's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah. I can't wait to see, and actually I'd even take that back. I even uh, There's the, the Xiaomi tablet. The, uh, I mean, I guess it's not in the US market. Xiaomi did put yeah. out a very powerful oh. and plus. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, other, yeah I'm sorry. There's other so absolutely well. correct because we're coming at this from North America. This does not apply if you live anywhere Europe else. Or anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anywhere else excluded in this conversation. Um, sure. I, I do want to say that, thank you very uh, Barry Johnson with his very, very keen eye, very precise eye, caught up obviously that yeah. a lot of my content coverage on this video, on this trip, has been running on a Find X6 Pro because it's so good. Because so good. it just does the work. So Video, it, audio input on that sucker. And it's like I did so it in Paris. I covered the, the, the tablet, the Xiaomi tablet. I, I covered everything from here. It's been on that. It's been an absolute boss phone. That mm-hmm. and, the, and the 13 Ultra. I, I just, I didn't pack the 13 Ultra because I had just so many other phones to bring with. Oh, weird. Right? Like I go through the customs and I'm like, if they check my, 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 my bag, they'll be like, what is this for? You really need seven phones. I'm like, yes, yeah. I do. Trust me. This is what I do. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit. I know when it, obviously there's a lot more things coming up with Samsung and, and sure. this is with us being traveling. We're trying to keep it somewhat on a, on a somewhat of like a precise schedule if we're ever able to do it. Um, right. You dropped a video that I didn't get a chance to check out yet. And it's something with X-Real. Like, I didn't even realize X-Real was trying to work on trying to Im- improve. Obviously, this is different than... There we are. Okay, thank you. I was going to bring up my records. I don't have X-Real. But you dropped a video on this massive little tiny, massive box or, or tiny little box. Um, tell me a little bit what, what this is and what does it do to make it to make it so that we <laughs> the angelic voice is kind of kicking in. Okay. Kicking our, <laughs> so yeah, first yeah. of all, let's just acknowledge the elephant in the room that my video has literally a one sentence omission where I was very clumsy in how I was describing sort of the compatibility for these wearable displays. You've had a bit more experience with Rokid. I've had a bit more yeah. experience with Xreal, but we've kind of dabbled with the others. Um, and yeah, obviously TCL, with TCL. We both got a chance to play TCL. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, we have been talking about these. These are wearable displays with some very basic head tracking AR functionality. Mm-hmm. This is the only time I'm going to say this. I refuse to say it's spatial computing because that is a dopey branding by Apple to recategorize what we would normally call mixed reality. And anyone who is leaning into spatial computing is basically just giving Apple free marketing, their shills, and you can't really trust that they know what they're talking about. They're telling you that they don't have a lot of experience with VR, MR, and AR, but they want to make Apple happy because money. That's the last time I'm going to say spatial computing on this podcast. One of the things that's been tricky to kind of highlight with this are those compatibility issues where the glasses plug into a USB-C cable, and if your phone doesn't support video out, you can't mirror 
or you also can't use the little apps that Rokid and Xreal have come up with to give you this kind of head tracking location space uh, uh, sp- location docking. That's the word I'm looking for. You can pin something out in space in front of you and it stays put in that place very much like the Apple Vision Pro com- uh, commercial um, keynote that shows someone watching a TV where there isn't a TV in their room. And you're like, yeah, that's a $3,500 headset. And we can do that on $400 glasses. That really isn't that special. So instead of waiting for more phone manufacturers to bring this functionality to their phones, things like video output, and, and also seeing the number of phones that are losing it, like the OnePlus 11 lost video output this year, yeah. They are coming up with something a little unique. This is the Xreal Beam. This is a little Android computer that really only does like a video signal porting. So you can go through a cable. You can plug, like I've got my Robo Incala. I can plug a USB-C 4 or a Thunderbolt cable into the Xreal Beam. And then that shows up as an extended display on my Robo Incala. And then it sends that video uh, signal out to the glasses, and this does all of the head tracking and and spatial location docking. So I I tell this I so I'm looking at my my actual physical computer monitor right here, and I tell the beam I want my second display floating over here, and then when I look over here, that other display stays over to the side. And the mm-hmm. beam is responsible for all of that. So if I plug my glasses directly into my Windows PC, all I see is a static image fully occupying my field of view, and it stays in front of my face no matter where I look. There's no way for me to stick it somewhere. No. So the beam gives us that head tracking with anything that we would want to use. So Windows, Mac, um, Nintendo Switch, Steam Deck... Any it's other type video, of so any video source over any USB-C, video sports is them. now three yeah. degree of head tracking body relative. So if you move, obviously it stays with you. If I pin something over on my left shoulder, it's always going to be on my left shoulder, no matter where I move. It's not fancier like mixed reality where you can pin a it's window in space yeah. and, and you can walk around the window. That's that's more like a mixed reality headset. But for hundred and twenty bucks. This is the full computer brain, and this is literally, at its launch, it's only responsible for that kind of distance and docking capability, but they're going to be bringing other apps to this that will run directly off of it. So it's already, it's kind of rad. Um, you can go cabled or you can go wireless, and this that is the big goof that, that I had in my video. Ask. Yeah. So the big goof that I had in my video is, this is not like a um, like an Android TV or a Google TV or a Chromecast. So it can only talk to Miracast devices. In my video, I'm using Pixels as my example of phones that don't have the ability to use these glasses. iPhones and Pixels don't support these things very well, but it's not really the fault of Xreal. So then I go and say, but the Beam solves a lot of these problems, but I never said in the video the beam cannot talk to a pixel because the pixel casts over google's proprietary chromecast style but anything that uses miracast can now get 
uh, a wireless signal sent to this. So you're, you're playing around with decks, and you can do wireless decks to this, and now you can pin wireless decks in space, and where you move, it it stays relative to your face. But the new firmware update for the X Reels also unlocked a higher refresh rate. So it's now technically rated at 72 hertz instead of 60 hertz. That doesn't sound like a huge jump, but when you move, it is so much, but it's so much more beautifully animated because you have to think about these are 1080p glasses. It's a 1080p rectangle out in front of you. And so when you move, it's got to animate like you're looking away from a floating window. And the fact that it juices up the refresh rate makes that so much smoother. You, you and I have both played with the Rokids, and those can crank yeah. to 120 hertz. And it makes those little transitions so much prettier. Much and you're exactly. And you're much less prone to like motion sickness when you're interacting with those things. This is actually a really critical update for the X Reels because the X Reels tapped out at 60 hertz when we first got them, nudging it up just a little bit. And it's funny because you're over Miracast, your content is still at 30 frames per second. Yeah. But the animation as you move is animated at higher than 60 frames per second. It it messes with your brain for about a minute, but then you go like, okay, I am looking away from this monitor and it's just as smooth as if I were looking it away from a monitor in real life. And then the That's content on the monitor is slower, but you know, you kind of just deal with that. But this it's windowed, has been... it's windowed and it's pitched. Yeah, it's exactly, it's yeah. windowed. It's not the entire, your field of view in there, but yeah. So. There's already a, a, an intense X-Real hacker community that has been sideloading stuff to the Beam. Uh, the Beam just today got another major software update just right after launch, kind of a, an early uh, um, bug fix. And then it added to the little ticker display, more apps coming soon. X-Real already had a whole bunch of developer support for like 3D gaming um, so some really interesting things that I think they'll be able to run directly from this. And I'm really hoping they'll let us do things like install uh, like a Game Pass because this has its own Wi-Fi connection. I can hook it up to a network and then I could just game on Game Pass directly from something like this on the glasses. I wouldn't even need to have another computer in the mix. So there's a lot of potential here. But even at $120, this is like a Swiss Army knife of connectivity. So things that can put out a wireless signal, you can hook up with that. Things that put out a cabled video output signal, you can hook up with that. It fixes all the phones but the, but the pixels. It now allows for Apple AirCast. So on iPhones, you need to be on the same network. It's not like Miracast where it can be device to device. But even then, iPhones have been so dumb about supporting this stuff this solves a lot, not all, but solves a lot of the issues that we've had with I, uh, with iPhones and iPads. So it, it, it's really exciting to see how the glasses manufacturers are starting to say, like, we can't wait. Apple just put something out here that's going to de- demolish all of the conversation on augmented reality and mixed reality. We can't expect the phone manufacturers to fix these issues. They've shown that they kind of don't want to. And so now... They're making their own little 
powering accessories to kind of no, no. fill this in. And yeah. the one thing I wanted to ask is actually, is yeah. it compatible with other AR glasses or other glasses, or does it have to be X real? Is this an, an ecosystem compatibility? And so, is it something that we're able to? So it seems to me, it, that's a great question. That's not something that I touched on in my video. Um, that's a great question to answer because I didn't touch on it in my video. Um, it seems to me that every set of glasses, the TCLs, the Rokids, and the X-Reels, all have slightly different protocols for how they do head tracking. So when I plug my Rokids into this, it does send a signal, but okay. it doesn't talk to the head tracking sensors. I don't, yeah, so, so that part I don't, I don't expect it to because obviously yeah. there is some internal component. I was just more so saying if, let's say, you decide to pick this up and you have, let's say, the TCLs or the Rokids, you're not missing too much of it, but you're still getting, so you're still able to use the hardware. Just you're saying is the tracking doesn't work, which I guess is ninety yeah. percent of what the benefit is. So maybe maybe not so much. Uh, well, and it kind of depends on what you need. Because if you yeah. just need something that can translate a signal, you might disable the head tracking and just have it as a static display. You know, like on my OnePlus Eleven, if I want a full screen view. Maybe I don't need the head tracking, even on my my um, my Steam Deck. Maybe I just want to see the full game everywhere I look. I don't need fancy dockable it, windows it, it and head tracking. It fixes that gap. It fixes the gap that we were missing with with the other ones where you weren't able to use USB C. You're right. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, we'll have to that, see if other companies come in and decide to say, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I have very strong feelings that like I think X Real got out ahead of it. But yeah. if you remember, there was um, a concept design that Rokid put out before oh. the launch of the Rokid Max that was like uh, a way to Pro? do like video transfers. So I um, saw that in the, in the announcement. Yeah, yeah it was it's supposedly in the Rokid Max or the Rokid Ultra or something. There was like another Rokid yeah. the, the glasses. Mm -hmm. um, but we haven't seen any of that yet because they, they do a lot more in the Asian market than what we see internationally. Yeah. So we'll have to... We'll have to wait and but see. But they there. did. They did. You can find the video for like Rokid Day. I forget exactly yeah, what yeah, their yeah. press conference it's was. It's like their innovation day kind of thing. Yeah. But they had a different type of adapter than what X Real was doing with their first adapter. And then I think X Real just accelerated this and put out Beam. And I would be very surprised if companies like TCL and Rokid aren't looking at similar. How do we get people using this stuff? Because so many people are on iPhones. And they try to use this, and then they leave us one-star reviews because the iPhone is lacking. And they don't understand. They don't understand that their $1,000 phone can't do this. It must be a problem with the glasses, and that's not the case. So it's this is an, a, a, a very important step. And also, if you're complaining about like a puck that does all the brains and thinking, but you're not complaining about an external battery pack on the Apple Vision Pro, then you're a hypocrite. So i just like to put that out there as one final... Like nail in that coffin. Snarky. <laughs> I was going to say the snarkiest snail in the snarky coffin. For, so for, for the end of July of 2023, and I can't <laughs> believe this is this is our last podcast for this for this uh, for this month, and we're trying to again on location in different locations, not same location. Um, I do want to say first, obviously, one thing also I forgot to mention is um, shout out to Trisha Hershberger. I got a chance to see her in person a couple of days Trish? ago, and on fact, I just like I was. I decided to go live on on Instagram just before the show was about to start, and yeah. then, dude, seriously, swear to God, I'm like looking, and all I see is somebody walking behind me, and I'm like, "Is that Trish?" And then she's like saying she's <laughs> waving into the show. I ran into a buddy of mine from Jordan Salah Android Basha as well, and it was like, "Oh my God!" Like, oh who's, who's yeah, yeah, yeah. 
first time ever, you know, face to face. We've obviously we've had Good it on the show people. before. Great, great yeah. friend of the show. Great, one of your friends as well. So it was uh, yeah, a big surprise very, to, to very meet good people. And, and honestly, I'm hoping at some point or another we're able to start doing shows again. I hope we're able to do some things together because that's one thing we, I miss is just going to places and hanging yeah. out with you again. Not that we don't, but we could do more. We could definitely do more, and maybe also we need to we need to do that in person. I think we need to start working oh, and sure. talking about that in person podcast. Um, well, but I, then be, you I, know, I, I, before you wrap it up, I would just like to extend the invite. I was about to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Because you have spent a little more time with Rokid that I think we should meet up and maybe just have, like, two nerds Definitely. play around with wearable displays and you can check out the beam and we can kind of do no, a little I, exchange. So the thing about it is a lot of the companies that we've worked with, especially with Rokid and, and, and Real and Xreal, sorry, not Nreal, um, those were some of the things that they've always pushed out. Even TCL pushed out that part of their, mm-hmm. uh, I would say, the launch packet, that the whole spatial pinging of certain windows and being able to do it, it's always been limited in their, it's not a mixed reality, it's always been in their own app, and it's yeah. built in. And Rokit's app has been, I would say, finicky at best, and it's not always oh, all 100%. Of them are. Yeah. You know, and so to see to see Xreal bring this in in a finally something that is functional in mixed reality so that you're yeah. not having to be in that blacked out, you know, shaded kind of like you're in just in that bubble, it's it's crazy. And for me, I use these every time I travel. Like these are yeah. my companions, and it's exactly why I'm excited about the Pill 5 and why do we have it mm-hmm. the way we have it now. This becomes so much more functional for me. I don't have to open it. Like if I watch the video for the Z Flip 3, why I returned, all of those problems <laughs> that I had there are gone. They've answered yeah. every single one of my concerns, and they finally made it, at least in my opinion, a fully functioning device for a person like myself. So very nice, for sure. Yeah, I um, think you're going to dig it. We'll definitely, you know, next week we'll be back hopefully in our our, our respective studios. We'll, we'll try to kind of get it back more into our normal setup. Um, this one's a little bit tight. I do know. I'm realizing we're not even hitting. Oh, the you got to get going. I just saw what the time I, uh, was. I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for us, it's a, it's practically middle of the day, but we're also going through a heat wave. So if we don't I'm get on now, rural New Mexican evening time, we're, you know, oh, everything yeah, slows right. down. down. I'm heating up all the in way. the land of entrapment. We all just we all just kick it. So it's I, I could jam <laughs> forever. It's fine. No, no. But I know I, you got to get going. That. Absolutely. And I do want to say, first and foremost, thank you to everybody for hanging out with us. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Thursday afternoon for you guys, which is actually Friday, mid, almost noonish time for me in, in, in yeah. Korea. Um, I think it's more really days. messed up that you haven't told me what the winning lottery numbers are since you're a day ahead. Like you're living in the I, future and you're not even letting me know what the future I, holds. I think that's kind I, of rude. I, I, have, I have to keep a few things to myself. And <laughs> that would be the numbers. <laughs> if you see me flying on my personal jet, then you know how it works. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but we'll see you guys hopefully next week. Thank you to Barry, uh, Greg, uh, Ken, uh, everybody, the Reaper Black, everybody kicking out with us on this beautiful day. And we'll see you, of course, next week with more tech. There's a lot more things coming in next month, a lot more stuff that we can't talk about yet, but still coming in Mm. that we'll be able to share with you guys. So take care. (laughs) Have fun. We'll see you guys next week. Bang!